The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November 22nd, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 66. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I got Dave here in studio with me. got Amber here in studio with me. Nick enjoyed Kansas City so much that he decided to stay. And uh, so he's joining us remotely. And uh, we're going to let you know what we thought about that game yesterday. Cowboys lose uh, 19-9 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, their, their third loss of the season and uh, we're gonna break it down for you guys. Um, how's everybody doing today? Hi, Derek. Is that is that what we got the video on, Dave? Because it, was it that hard on you? What I'm are we in, doing? I'm in my cone of shame, Derek. That's how I'm doing. Uh, I'm sad, man. Because you picked the wrong way, or just because you just the voice. no? It's I, it's about so much more than that. It's what is it about, Dave? I believed. <laughs> I believed, <laughs> and I was wrong. What a and fool. I'm I'm sad. <laughs> so I'm and I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because we just we talked about so much stuff last week that feels really stupid in retrospect. And I'm just trying to collect my feelings. Nick, I see you over there smirking. What are you smirking about? The fact that Dave is well, <laughs> feeling like this in a hoodie. Um, <laughs> no, it's just like I can't understand how is what's Dave's voice doing? Is he like really like? Like, shamed here, ashamed of the game. I've got my tail between my legs. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show. Don't do that, I'm, please. I'm just, I'm staying in Kansas City until I get a good game. I thought wow. we'd get a good game, there we go. and we didn't. So I'm just going to stay until, until we get one. So you're just going to cover this next game from Kansas City on Thanksgiving Day. That sounds like a winner. No, he's works. trying to say Arkansas basketball is going to play a good I game know. tonight, and then he can go home. Hopefully. Me- Let's see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Let's let's jump into this thing, man. There are so many different things. Uh, Amber, I saw you this morning walk in and we both just shook our heads like this was this was not great. Um, here's the interesting thing, though. And I, I heard this this quote from Mike McCarthy following the game. And I the first thing I thought about is, OK, we started having this conversation last week. I want to know what you guys think. Here was this quote. He says, we don't feel any less about ourselves as a football team uh, by any means. Uh, we were defeated, but we don't look at our team any differently than the way we walked in here tonight. You guys see it the same way, or do you see this team differently? You go right ahead, Amber. Let me let me hear what you have to say. I haven't seen you so far today. <laughs> well, you, like you said, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. You were talking about measuring stick and what this team, uh, this game could do for the Cowboys in judging. And, you know, initially I was like, okay, depending how they play this game, I'll have an opinion regardless of whether they lose or not. You know, even if they lost the game, I would be like, okay, well, they only got to fix this or that, maybe red zone and get better there, and that's it, or maybe the tackle. No. I walked out of that game, or I was on my couch. <laughs> I got up my couch thinking, like, are you freaking kidding Ooh. me? Okay. No, you I am not going to say, <laughs> okay. say a bad word. Okay. 
but are you freaking kidding yeah. me? I am tired of excuses, and I've been pretty pretty good this season, you know, because they've been playing well and everything, but once again, we face an opponent that is a, an opponent that has been in the championship, Tampa Bay. They were very, very close, lost that game, played very well, but then you go up against a team like Kansas City, and then they play that way, regardless of what your defense was doing. Like, when have you seen a defense, Cowboys defense, playing that way against a team like Kansas City? So the fact that that was the end result, and, and I'm tired, and I get it. They lo- they didn't have Tyron Smith, lost CeeDee Lamb in the middle of the game, didn't have Amari Cooper. I get it. But at what point are you done with excuses? At what You know. <laughs> when are you done with yeah. excuses, Dave? I, which, going back to what you led with, the McCarthy quote, and that stood out to me, too. Yeah. I would be alarmed if he said anything else. Um, because they, I mean, they went up to Arrowhead. They looked like crap offensively, but the defense maybe played its best game of the year, all things considered, like the, considering the opponent and the environment and what they got from them. Definitely the best half if you look at the second half. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to hold them to three points after what it looked like the Chiefs were going to yeah. have a track meet in the first quarter. Um, and so they play that well. You know Randy's coming. Demarcus Lawrence is coming. You didn't have Tyron and Amari Cooper. And so... Even though you look bad, you lose by ten to a Super Bowl team in their house. Like, I, I, if you were, if you were just like, oh, we're we're frauds, we're scared, we're alarmed. Like that would alarm me. But to go along with what Ag said, like even with all that stuff in the back of my mind, all I've been thinking about all day today is, okay, cool. You didn't have Tyron Smith. You didn't have Amari Cooper. You lost Ceedee Lamb. That helps explain this, but. They did such a bad job of controlling what you can control. Like, what does not having Tyron or Amari have to do with Dak airmailing Michael Gallup on the first play of the game? What does it have to do with four combined drops from the backup receivers who had been having a great season? Cedric Wilson sparked them in Minnesota with a catch over the middle. Just doesn't show up yesterday. Uh, Dak, again, terrible ball to CD in the end zone for the interception when you have a chance to kind of flip the script right before halftime. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably blanking on some other things, but like the guys who were available, maybe you don't win if they play better, but you put a better showing out than that. Like maybe you lose that game 19 to 17, and we're feeling like we did after. The Bucks game, where you're like, that's football. It's tough to win at Arrowhead. It's the Chiefs, but instead you're just like, nobody showed up. Yeah, and it start. I mean, it starts with Dak for me. It, nobody showed up. And well, shoot, the offensive line when Zach Martin's getting bullied by Chris Jones, I don't know what you're supposed yep. to do. Hey Nick, you see this team differently today than you did uh, on Sat Sunday before the game? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I see it differently just because. Uh, until they show us that they can be an elite team. But but they, they had a chance. We talked about this as a showdown game, and they didn't do it. You know, they, they didn't show up. They didn't show up for this game. And, and I think Dave's right. We talked about it with Dak. I mean, we talked last week, should he be an MVP candidate and all that. And I hope that that's put to bed at least for a while because – because he, he, he needs help, and there's nothing wrong with that. He is a great quarterback. I'm glad he's the quarterback of the Cowboys, 
but he needs help. He needs his left tackle. He needs his receivers. He needs a healthy running back. They all do. And so uh, he was. He couldn't just take Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson and that line and Tony Pollard couldn't take him to the finish line. That's okay. He he'll, he'll have more help than this. But yeah, I, I don't think this was a game that the Cowboys said. We're ready to take that step. It was there in front of them, and they didn't take it. Yeah, I agree with you guys, because I think the thing about it is I don't think less of them today. There was just an opportunity for me to, to think more of them. And, and what I mean by that is we really hadn't seen them yet. We hadn't seen them yet in opportunities other than the first week to play a team that was in the upper echelon of teams in the NFL. Last night was or yesterday was an opportunity for them to maybe get a win against one of those teams, they didn't. And so what we know is what we still knew before the game, which is they can beat the middle-of-the-road teams, most of them. They can beat the bad teams. Some of them they can route. What we don't know about this team is whether they compete yet against those upper echelon teams. And so far, the record says they can't. The record says that in both those opportunities, they lost. This goes back to what I was saying last week, and that's why I was kind of doing that bit about feeling ashamed and embarrassed is like, I just I thought one thing that we knew about this team is that they weren't going to blink. You know, and again like they played so well in Tampa. You know, like adversity, they're trailing for most of the first half. They got some defensive lapses that put them in a hole and they just keep coming back and coming back and the game's never over and yep. Dak takes them down. You lose to Tom Brady at the gun, what are you going to do, you know? But here and again like I get it they don't have guys but like there were plays to be made that would have made you feel better. Dak averaged five yards per attempt. They had four drops. The line couldn't block anybody. They gave up five sacks. They stopped running. Again, what? okay, Tyron, Tyron Smith not there. What does that have to do with Terrence Steele not hearing the snap? And don't come at me about Arrowhead because he heard it in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis where it's really, really loud too. So they... Uh, I knew I forgot something. The botched pop pass to Cedric. The, whatever the hell that was. Nick said, I don't think I've ever seen I don't I, think I've ever seen an incompletion on a pass like that. How does that happen? They just absolutely blinked because they did it's not just that they lost to a good team on the road. They just didn't even do the basic stuff well. Nobody. At least not on offense. Defense, shower them with praise. Those guys, I've they left their guts out there as far as I'm concerned, but the offense just didn't go. They just did not show up to Kansas City. Let's, I mean, no, I mean, I can keep ranting. But no. that's that's just how I feel. Let's take let's take our first break. When we come back from that break, I want to talk uh, specifically about Dak and specifically about the offensive line and the running game. It seemed like none of those three things were working. We'll talk about those three things when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. At AT and T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. 
the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just $20 and include an exclusive fan pack and VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. And Dave is the winner. He is now going to be doing all the reads. (laughs) That was just awesome. Nick is just clapping like, yeah, take them all. There you go. Great job, Dave. Welcome back to the second second of the break. (laughs) Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. I tried, tried and I I lost. At the start, we appreciate you guys joining us. As you can see, Dave and Amber in studio. Nick's back in Kansas City. He'll be back in studio with us tomorrow. we got a short week, uh, so tomorrow we'll be flipping the page real quick, talking about Cowboys versus Raiders. Raiders on a bit of a slide there, uh, so maybe this is, a, as you, if you can call it that, a get-right game for Dallas. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe the Raiders are saying, yeah, Dallas has right. lost to two of <laughs> right. our division rivals right. in the last three weeks. Right, exactly. So we'll see how that all plays out this week. I do want to talk specifically about this offense, though. Dak yesterday... 28 of 43, 65% completion rate, uh, 216 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, a 57.9 quarterback rating. Not a great day for Mr. Prescott. Uh, That all being said, do you think that pressure was the biggest problem for the Dallas offense yesterday? Um, Not being able to handle pressure. I think everything was a problem. I mean, Chris Jones mauled their offensive line basically all by himself. Frank Clark had a hand in it as well. But I think it's a little bit of everything. And and just from what I've been able to digest after the game, I think Kansas City approached it in a similar fashion to what Denver did. I think they probably blitzed a little bit more. I think pressure was a problem. I think not having guys that can separate downfield was a problem. And I also think the Chiefs just played a hell of a game on defense, right? It's not always you being bad. Sometimes they're just really good. I mean, how many plays? I can think of at least four where whether it was CD, Zeke, or somebody else, catch it three yards past the sticks, and and what looks like it could be a nine-yard gain, you're tackled immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I felt like that happened uh, half a dozen times yesterday. Night, yep. um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they were just dominant. But, yeah, to answer you more directly, I mean – 
I don't think Dak played well regardless. I think he missed a lot of throws that he should make, but he did not have a lot of time either. Nick, was pressure the biggest problem for them? Uh, I think so. I, I think it starts there, and then it, it just the snowball effect. I mean, how do you beat pressure? You beat pressure by uh, getting the ball down the field, and and you know once CD left the game, they had nobody really that that the Chiefs were worried about, and you know Dak wasn't hitting them any, you know either way. But you know, like, like I said, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown, you know those guys are good, but they're not special, and and I think you needed that. So they took advantage of the of the offensive line, and then the Cowboys couldn't come combat that. I, I'll never forget Bill Parcells telling Romo and those quarterbacks, "You will want them to blitz. Blitz. You want them to blitz every time because you can beat them." Well, when you can't beat them, though, blitzing, getting a blitz is not very fun, and it wasn't fun for Dak. Amber, uh, I thought that yes, that was their biggest problem, and and we've seen it different times where Dak has to run out of the pocket, but he's still precise. He's still, he can make those throws. And I don't know what the heck was going on yesterday that they just could not connect. And aside from CeeDee Lamb, I mean, even when he was still in the game, they were not playing well at all either. So what were they doing with the O-line? What uh, We knew Tyron Smith wasn't going to play. I wonder at one point, did they really know that, how how close to the game were you guys thinking that they actually knew for sure that Tyron Smith was not going to be a guy to play? I don't think they made that call until Saturday. I think yep. it was really, really close. And and that's a good point I'm glad you bring up, uh, which, I mean, it's an excuse. That's what it is. But you, loo- you lose Amari very unexpectedly. So I do wonder, I mean, your game plan's in place by Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I wonder that is not a lot of turnaround to sort of just change everything up. And then... I sw- I got the sense in the building, Nick. Please correct me if you disagree. I really I thought that they thought Tyron was going to play, and I think fine if that if it's Stephen yeah. said he was pretty optimistic yeah. that he was going to play earlier in the week, Nick. I I agree. I I was really surprised when we heard on Sunday morning that he, that he wasn't. And I think going back to what Amber said, or, or we're talking about the old offensive line. I don't know if they would have made that switch with Connor McGovern if they thought that that Terrence Steele was going to be next to him. I think all week they thought that Tyron was going to be the guy, and so it changed a lot there. I mean, when you think about Amari Cooper being out and Tyron being out, you would ask this Friday morning on the show, we thought both of them were playing. So it was was not only tough to, to replace them, but replace them in a short amount of time. Yeah, well, that's that's what I don't get, though. That point of, okay, how hard is it just to go back and be like, okay, we'll just keep Connor Williams in there if that's the guy. You know, and I'm talking now about... Now they practiced all week, though, right? But he's been doing it all season. No, like, I, that's what I don't get. Like, how hard, how much does that really change a game plan when you're playing O-line and doing something that you have been doing this season? My thing is not necessarily maybe the game plan, but as you know, each of these guys, they, they study specific players that they're going to have to play against when they're going to play. And my suspicion is they probably felt like, hey, if we've been playing uh, Connor McGovern here all week in practice, he's been preparing to play, um, and we've been preparing with him to play, then I think they probably felt like making a change at the last minute probably does more to to undo that, and, and Connor Williams may not have. He may have been preparing to do play fullback and do the other things that he was going to do in the offense to where do we really want a guy who has not been at 
you know, has not been great lately anyway in Connor Williams, to now put him in without the practice all week, now put him in and ask him to, ask him to start. I think they probably, if that's the decision that came out after they found out when they were expecting Tyron to play, I think they stick with whatever they've been doing all week. That just adds one more layer of just something that they didn't practice. I don't know. When you're making football money, I think that's something you can easily just go back and do it. That would be nice. That would be nice. But as we've seen, like just because you're making football money doesn't mean you can do the job, right? The beauty of it. The beauty of it, and I I use the word beauty sarcastically, but like it's not like Connor McGovern sank the offensive line. They were all terrible. They all got. I mean, every single steel had issues. Uh, Lyle had a what a false start, I think, that backed him up. Lyle also got beat off the edge a and, few times yep. too. Tyler Biotish had the. I mean, that was seemed like a BS call to me, but the false start on Biotish. And he had some issues in the run game. And again, I think it was the fourth quarter. But like when Zach Martin's giving up sacks to Chris, I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, all right, just throw it away, <laughs> just throw the game away. Let's I mean, get out Chris of here. Jones. Chris Jones dominated that game. He really did. He literally went down the line, and I don't remember. It was training camp several years ago. There was a defensive. I want to say it was when Demarcus was still here. But we had a defensive lineman that went down the line and basically every day kind of <laughs> went through each of the different guys and challenged each can guy. I, can That's I read basically you? what Chris Jones did. Can I year. read you his stat line? Because sure. I, I wrote it out in a story last night, and I was like, oh, my God. Like His stat line's like 20 words. Four tackles, three and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, one pass deflection, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. Yeah. Unbelievable! Amazing. I mean, we said. I mean, I knew he was an underrated and amazing player, but I mean yeah. that that's got to be one of the best one or two games of his life. And I thought he would have a really great game. I thought he would primarily do it on the interior part and over the the left guard and the and the center. And that was not the case. He moved all around and he gave them problems everywhere. I mean, there wasn't a place on the offensive line that he didn't give them problems. Look, I know. Well, I'm just going to say this real quick. Uh, I'm sure Nick wants to speak. But um, I know there's a lot of football left to play, and it's crazy. Ooh, I want to hear where it's this is crazy, going. It's crazy, but I am so uh, sad and just embarrassed and, like, <laughs> crushed because this was the closest you could get to, like, a playoff type of game. And then they play that way, and it's like, What's going to happen once they do get to the playoffs? And who's going to say that all of these guys are going to be healthy? You know, the, it's just one of those things that I just fast forward ourselves into the playoffs and the the scenario playing through. And it's just like, wow, we have seen amazing games this year. And then they come out and play this way. Are you kidding me? So I'm just... I'm sorry, but I have nothing positive to say. Well, I applaud the defense, but other than that, I'm like, here we are again. Crushed, and it sucks, and football just hurts. <laughs> hurts your heart, and you guys, I don't know how y'all handle more than one football game per weekend on oh, Saturdays as well. I only have one now. I only have one now. Oh, you quit. <laughs> the other one, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Done. <laughs> I'm good. But yes, this sucks. Nick, it, talking about Connor McGovern and Connor Williams, do you think, based upon what you saw yesterday, you stick with that, or you think they need to go back to Williams at this point? Uh, I, I go one more game, and and the reason why I say that is, ultimately, it's better for McGovern to be your guard long term. If it's that close, you don't think you're going to re-sign Connor Williams. Gov- McGovern will probably be here 
So, you know, you, you would hate to just keep playing, um, you know, Connor Williams, and then he's gone, and then McGovern hasn't gotten enough snaps, if it's close, because you still got to play, you know, the, this game. Because um, I was about to have this whole point about what Amber just said, about not getting ahead of yourself and living moment to moment, and then you asked me that, and I take it big picture, <laughs> because I do think it, you, ha- you have to take a big picture approach. Um, I think Connor Williams played better at guard than McGovern yesterday. Um, we just talked about the penalties with, with Connor Williams, but for the most part, he, he blocks pretty well. McGovern, I thought, was getting beat handily, and again, Chris Jones had a big hand in that. But um, I go one more week with McGovern, see if he can fix it, but I think you're probably better at guard and fullback if Connor Williams goes back. All right, now step back and tell me the point you were going to make before I ask you that question. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, it, it, we all are guilty of this. I mean, we do it. We, we get in trouble. We get ahead of ourselves. And now I think if you just stop looking way down the line and look back and go, NFC East, let's win this division. We got a lead. But those teams are coming now. The Eagles look like they're better. Washington's getting better. So I think the focus has to change from, oh, well, do you get the bye? Do you get the second round? How about win the division? Let's do that and, and, and then not get too ahead of like, well, I'm so disappointed of what could be because this is a roller coaster season. We'll, we'll think differently about the Cowboys on Friday when they smash the Raiders or whatever. And we're like, oh, we're, we're back again, you know. So I just think we got to take it a little bit closer and not look big picture. As I just said, the big picture for the guards. <laughs> I'm talking out of these sides of the mouth, this one and this one. No, I mean, you are right, though, and I'm, we've brought it up a million times. We brought it up after the Denver game, and, I mean, they didn't even – I mean, they got their ass kicked in this game, but not – it's different, right? Like, mm-hmm. you feel better about that loss than the Denver yeah. loss. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, somebody somebody in this league that looks terrible right now is, is going to get hot, and somebody that's hot right now is going to – turn around and be like, man, why we thought we were really good a month ago. Hopefully the fear is it's not the Cowboys. Hopefully it's not the Cowboys. Which and I think that's why that's why this game is just so disappointing because and and this doesn't ultimately mean anything at the end of the day, but it this was a narrative game. This was a game that meant a lot to all of that stuff. That Nick's totally right. My dumbass wrote eleven hundred words about how Dak could make an MVP statement on Sunday. <laughs> That's all I could think about all through the second half. I was like, my dumbass really believed that this was gonna happen. <laughs> and I get it still could, but you gotta shelve it. You gotta yeah. shelve it for at least like the next three weeks because he didn't need to win that game, but they just they needed to play better. That's I don't even care that they lost. I just wanted them to play better. Yeah, I think the tough part at this point is going to what Amber was talking about. I don't think – I mean, you could say the Arizona game, but I don't think there's going to be a real opportunity for me. I'm talking about me personally, for me to get a gauge on how confident I am that in the playoffs they're going to be able to roll through two or three yeah. playoff caliber teams – to get where they want to go, right? That's the part where, you know, I was hopeful that last night they would give me a glimpse of that to where I could say, you know, not only are they a good team, because I think they're a good team, and I still believe they're a good team. I think they're not only a good team, I think they're a good team that knows how to win against great other great teams. And and that, I just don't think you're going to get there this year. Like, you can maybe say the Arizona game. I just don't think you're going to get there this year until you see it in the playoffs. And so for me, I'm going to go in the playoffs. No matter what happens down the stretch, I'm going to go in the playoffs a little bit skeptical. 
because I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen them be able to beat those upper echelon teams. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back. Say this? Super Bowl is not in my vocabulary anymore oh, right now. Oh, whatever, AD. I move it to my standby list Look, over there. Fair. Yeah, it's and on your standby list. I'm not list looking at it. In three weeks, you're going to be <laughs> up back on the on. mountaintop back again. Back on. You just gotta find the you gotta find the middle ground, man. Come on. No, it's just one way or the other. I don't like being in the middle. Just, I will teach you no. how to sit on the fence. It's actually quite comfortable. No, actually, just watch Nick and Dave and how they treat their college teams. Like they'll be the first one to talk down their college team in hopes that they overachieve whatever their thoughts <laughs> right. are. And that's how you keep yourself right there in the middle. Like I don't know, and then they they exceed your expectations, right? All right. Oh, what is Nick doing? Oh. Arkansas, here we go. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more. We do need to talk about this running game. I really don't know what happened with that thing yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it, for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star in Frisco and December 22nd at AT AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. I like how you feel. You got got down and got gritty there. Nick looks a little butthurt. (laughs) I can't. Hey. Hey guys, I I can't compete with that. You know, real recognize real. Uh. <laughs> yep. All right, welcome Falling back. Pips. Oh no! It is the final segment of Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk running game. Yesterday, Zeke was five carries, sixteen yards, a three point two average. 
Pollard was six carries for 46 yards, a 7.7 average. Were you surprised that they didn't run more? They only had 11 rushes in the first half and then only five in the second half. This game never really was out of reach for them. Were you surprised they didn't run more? I'm not surprised they didn't run more. I'm surprised they couldn't run. I, I mean... I think well, seven point seven average for Pollard. That doesn't mean they, that doesn't. He say they had a, run, right? all of that on the one funny wildcat. It run. was a thirty yard run, thirty one, I think it was. Yeah, it was one. I mean, going between the tackles was not happening for anybody yesterday. Um, probably because Chris Jones, if I had to guess, and Jaron Reed. I and I mean. No, I'm I'm shocked that it didn't work better. I thought that they had the capacity to right. run for 130, 140, 150. They didn't. But I, sometimes isn't that about being committed to it? Because I don't feel like they were committed to it enough to let it work, right? I disagree. I, I, I just look at how little time Dak had to throw. He got sacked five times. How many times they didn't break through to the second level no i just i think kansas city knew that dallas didn't have a way to beat them downfield and was just like well this is all you got and you're not doing it and so on in that way i kind of commend the cowboys for trying to do something else but again they didn't have a way to throw the ball downfield yeah. so yeah, yeah. oh I, i'm stealing this from uh from my friend robert mays's podcast but i thought it was an amazing stat on balls that traveled 10 or more yards yesterday, Dak was 4 of 17 for 58 yards. Mm. I mean, that, it, it just, it's just that day at the office. But uh, surprised it didn't work? Yes. Surprised that they stopped? No. Because I think they could have run 100 times and it wouldn't have gone a whole lot better. Amber? Yeah, no, I think that sometimes, yes, you can commit to the run and it eventually starts working out. Mm-hmm. But that's like, what's the wall made out of? Is it foam? Then... You keep banging, banging. It's gonna you're gonna create a hole and punch through and go at it. But this wall was not breaking at all, and it was completely solid. Like I saw multiple plays where Zeke is running and boom, just falls back, like bouncing off. Which, by the way, what's the deal with Zeke? Well, that was gonna be my next he question. He keeps getting hurt, and then every time I, well, at least the images that I see on the TV. Anytime he's trying to get checked, and he does go back and goes and enters the game again, but he's just like pushing off the medical staff, doesn't want to get checked by anybody, just goes back in. And I get it. Dave's like, it's football. Well, <laughs> it is part of the game. I mean, what do you want him to do? I get it. But my point is, it's like, um, I guess we're seeing it. You don't have a fully healthy seek, and it clearly affecting the game and Pollard he's starting to lose that little spark that he's shown to have at least in my eyes he hasn't been the the Pollard that I was used to seeing at least even last year in in moments where he was really a spark in the offense to the point where we were discussing okay is he really better than Zeke should he get more snaps in there and get more playing time but I don't know it just nothing was working for them yesterday Nick you surprised they didn't run it more you know, I, I'm actually doing my, a little uh, math here, um, which is not good for anyone. But I, I'm just I'm looking at the first first down runs, and you know, because you go like it's sometimes it's that balance of did they run the ball well or could they not run? Like Dave said, first down runs two minus one zero one five two three zero eight one four zero four. So. I don't know what the math is on that. I haven't added that up yet. But, like, they weren't running a lot 
on first down very well would kind of set them back uh, behind the chains. And so I think they tried to run some, but it just it just wasn't really working, and then they, they kind of got behind. But, you know, I, um, I, it, to answer the question about Zeke, we talked to him and the trainers afterwards, and it was an ankle. It was listed as an ankle, but that's not really a, a big issue. They just kind of kind of rolled on. The knee's the one that's bothering him. That's just been the problematic for about five weeks now. And it, it it happened again, but I asked him about playing Thursday, and he kind of, I mean, I think he was going to give me a social security number before he said, no, I'm not playing. He was like, what? Yeah, I'm playing. So, do you think this is a situation where maybe, uh, do you think it's maybe a situation where the coaches should step in and, and at least maybe consider the fact that they should sit him down for a week and let him get a little healthier? Because I don't honestly, I don't know if you're getting everything out of Zeke that you expect to get out of him. You asking me or Nick? Both. Oh. I'm asking everybody. Nick, go ahead. Nick, you have one. Um, I, I not yet. I mean, I, I think if it was a real problem, I don't think he'd be at the end of the game doing two point conversions against Denver. He'd be playing at the end. I don't. I don't think it's a real problem. I don't think he would. He was struggled because of the injuries yesterday. I don't think they could run the ball like Dave said. The one run was a trick play, really, from Tony Pollard. Great call, but like they couldn't really get it done. Uh, I see what he does on Thursday, and 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 try one more week there. If he's still hobbled, then yeah, maybe you do shut him down for a week. Football players play football during football season. I mean, ev- everybody on this team is dealing with stuff like this. Amari Cooper's been fighting through it all year, and and that's. I laughed at AG a little bit because I was like, can you imagine the uproar if Zeke went and sat himself down on the bench and was like, my knee hurts, I can't go back in. (laughs) No, you want him pushing the medical guys away. Like, get the F off me. We're playing the Chiefs. Football. I am going back in this game. And he'll be there Thursday, and he'll be there against New Orleans as long as nothing terrible happens on Thanksgiving. And then he'll get... A mini buy. It's not a real buy, but I mean, you just got to get through this stretch. Give these guys a long weekend off. I, I'm not going to say get healthy, but just give them a long weekend off to get off their feet. Two games from now. This is what I, I got to get through hey, two games. Yeah, they got to get through two games. Welcome to pro football. Yeah, right. You got to get through two games, but if you get to that, you'll have 10 days. Maybe you can have a chance to kind of, and by the way, maybe you get some reinforcements back after that. Yep. Who knows? All right. Um, real quick before we end the show, I got to get something positive for Amber because right now I, I don't think she's feeling any positivity. Michael Parsons. Like, if, mm-hmm. if there was anything that came out of that game that you look at and you're like, man, this is, this is really good for the Cowboys. I'll do you one better. And I mean, we talked about it, but. If you're willing to put the sun, the rose-colored glasses on, Amber, just follow me here. If you're willing to just have some hope, follow me, follow me. <laughs> the defense balled, man. Yeah, they did. They balled. 19 points allowed. At that's if they play if they can play even close to that on a consistent basis, get some guys back. You could be cooking with some gas there. And yeah, go ahead talk about Micah because he was amazing. Well, Micah's stat line: four tackles, two sacks, three quarterbacks hit, hits, one forced fumble. And he was even more than than what showed up on this uh, on this this sheet, the stat sheet. The number of times he was in the backfield and was forcing uh, Mahomes to either move or forcing Mahomes to get rid of the ball quicker, like that didn't show up necessarily on the on the stat line. Um, he he had I thought a phenomenal game. And my question for you guys, it's one that we've asked almost every week of this season: Is he a better defensive end at this point than an off-ball linebacker? And I had been of the opinion that yeah, move him around, do a lot of things, but what he's doing right now at defensive end, 
We haven't seen a rookie do this since DeMarcus Ware. That I mean, that's special. He is a special rusher. Should they consider keeping him there full time? Nick, you want to take this first? You know, I've I've been fighting this off like the plague. I mean, I'm trying because I, <laughs> I I feel like you'll be a better linebacker. Um, but I mean, he he without a doubt, he's a great pass rusher. And if you look at his stats now, I mean, he's got eight. I think it's about even four and four. I think he's got four sacks rushing from the edge, and he's got four going up the middle. I think he can rush to the quarterback. So then it comes back to your offensive line type theory, best rushers out there. When Gregory comes back, D-Law comes back, I mean, I, I want them all out there. And so I think I think there's a role still for him to play linebacker, but maybe on third downs he can move and slide. Sometimes he rushes different places. There's just a lot of ways to do it. I'm still calling him a linebacker, but, man, he can – Definitely get to the quarterback in uh, in a variety of ways. Nick did a great job of not answering that question. <laughs> I will st- I will plant my flag here on no, this. I... Go ahead, Nick. What do you say? <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't answer it. I didn't answer. It. I, I I want him to be linebacker. I want him to be a linebacker because I think I think I want him on the field. If he has to rotate forty percent, fifty percent, no, I don't want that. Get on the field. Let him play. And that's what I want him to be on the field. Dave. I will plant my flag and die on this hill. Why are we trying to give people positions in 2021? <laughs> this we just put him out there. We are we are we are moving toward positionless football in the way that basketball doesn't have positions. Like you want to stick LeBron James at the four just because he's big? Or do you want him doing everything because he can play point three, four, and five if he wants to? I want Micah Parsons doing whatever the hell the de- the offense can't handle. If the offensive, That's a good way to put it. Because he can do it all. We don't have to put this guy in a box. It drives me crazy. I don't want him out there 45% of the time rushing the passer. I want him out there 98% of the time, and I only want the, t- the 2% to be because he stubbed his toe. I want him to do everything. I want him to be a spy if that's what the matchup calls for. I want him to be rushing the passer if they're shorthanded or if the other team's offensive line is lacking. I want him going sideline to sideline and snuffing out runs and screens if that's what it... I mean, think about what he did against Minnesota and how valuable that was. Then think about what he did against Kansas City and how valuable that was. And then, for some reason, I have to choose one of those instead of both? Nah, I'm good. I'm just going to have it all. I'm going to have my cake and eat it, too. (laughs) And I resent anybody that's going to try to make me make this call. Micah's job should change every week based on what Dan Quinn thinks he can do. And we're just going to roll with it for the next decade, and he's going to be a monster. Sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize. What would you say, Nick? That's a cow bite. Yeah, it I, is. That's a cow bite. I don't know who's cutting. I don't know who's cutting them back there. But that, that Dave, the, 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 what you said. I want him doing what the other guys can't do, or I don't know how you worded it, but like that was well said. It was so well said that I forgot it. But like <laughs> you said, I want them. I want them doing what the other guys can't handle. Yeah. That's that's the that's the making of a star. That's a superstar right yeah, there. This is this and, is and that and that's what he is. This is people love to create problems where there aren't any. We, I, I want him to do everything, and he has not given me any indication that he can't handle it. So, 
I'm just Dan Quinn. Just give like enough leash that you don't lose him completely, but just let him run, man. Just let him go. Amber, you agree with this? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> last night um, he tweeted something. Well, what did he say? I believe or be- believe in yeah. something. I forgot exactly yeah, the word. Basically, believe. Basically, believe. Believe in us. We're good. He almost had it. Had me. I said, <laughs> I, I quote tweeted it. I'm like, I believe in you, but right. I, but, I, saw it. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you for sure. But he almost he almost pulled me back in there. But um, and going back real quick to Dave's uh, pink glasses here that I was trying to envision and imagine, and I'm just like, as I'm listening to what you were saying, and I got my pink glasses on. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Doomsday's back, baby. Let's no. Go. <laughs> you know what happened in my vision? The Cowboys offense is scoring points finally, and then the defense is playing like crap and oh not doing God. enough. <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, I hate right. myself right now, but I just <laughs> this is how I feel today as of Monday after and a loss what? against you're Kansas allowed, City. You, you, that's, you process it however you need, and then you hop right back on and go for another ride. Well, but the thing, to, the thing that can make you feel a little bit better about that is, it's, it's Jerry likes to say this, if you show me you can do it once, that means you can do it again. Mm-hmm. And so if you can see these kinds of performances from the defense, because the defense is this is the first time this season when this defense has played like this. Um, I think what we're seeing more and more is that this defense has the ability to clamp down on opposing teams. And and even if it starts off kind of a little, you know, a little shaky, it did against Atlanta even. Uh, even though if it's, it can start off a little shaky, once they find out what they're doing and they figure it out, this defense has the ability to really lock down. And so that's a good thing for you going forward. You get some of those pass rushers back. You feel good about your defense. This offense, although they've lost, there have only been two games, and in both games when they lost, I'm sorry, two of the three games when they lost, this offense didn't perform well. That's still got to be the key, though. They still got to score points. I don't think they're going to win necessarily just playing defense. Uh, I think they're going to have to score points, and that's where you have to wonder, like, you know, was this all just about Tyron and Amari being out and then not having CD in the second half? If you believe that, then you should feel pretty good about this. They only lost by 10 in that scenario. If, if if you feel like it's more than that, then you're probably a little bit worried. And, way, and this is where you see where it comes out in the playoffs. Shout out to Greg Serling. Only one scoring points. <laughs> he made all three field Nick and Nice I, job, Greg. Nick and I talked about this last night. Like, I'm I'm getting tired of seeing the number nine in these big cowboy games. It just seems like it happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the Cowboys said the same thing. That's what that's why they cut Jalen. Oh, that wasn't a shot Art. at Jalen. <laughs> thinking about the Eagles game and the New England game. I know, game. I know. Yeah, I know you know. I know. When when they don't score points, they don't score touchdowns. Right. Scoring touchdowns is important. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? I mean, I was I was worried about the weather all week. I, I kept saying, yeah. "What is the what is the wind and all that stuff?" And it, it's like. Low key, but it, it's a factor. It doesn't seem like it is, but when you're down there, it it is a problem. And I know the kicker made the field goals, but like it, it just affects the passing game. And I bet you it affected Mahomes too. He wasn't that great either. So I mean, it, it just what there's something. But but get used to it because that's what happens in December and January. And when you're not playing at AT and T Stadium, you, you're going to deal with that. So it's something to consider here when you get into the playoffs.
All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Stay tuned at 4 p.m. We've got Mike McCarthy coming up with his press conference. It's going to be a short week, so tomorrow we'll get right into it. We'll start talking Cowboys versus Raiders. We'll talk a little bit about some of the guys that they are missing and what their status is and how much each one of them was missed in this last game. We'll do that tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!